and welcome to the podcast that discusses all things gaming. Coming to you from the home of Indie Popcon, Gen Con, and the gaming capital of the world, we are The Established Facts. Alright folks, got some more interviews for you from Indie PopCon, or PopCon Indie, whatever they're calling it. This is Josh with the Established Facts, and I am here with... My name is Jay. From, from Echo Engine? From Echo Engine, that's absolutely correct. Well, what in the world is Echo Engine? Well, Echo Engine is a forever game engine. We are focusing on uh, supporting gamers, everybody from gamers, developers, authors, actors, uh, makeup artists... Anyone who is even remotely connected to the gaming industry with our system. Well, by, by doing what? What does your system do? So, let me start by saying a little how we do it, and then we'll kind of expand okay. into it. So, one thing that we focus on is user verification. We utilize KYC best practices. Now, what KYC is, is it's the same system that banks use to confirm whether people are able to get a loan or not. So, as opposed to using what is most commonly known as, or these days as an email... Uh, we make sure that one person, one account, full stop. So number two, any sort of asset on our system is backed by our own private blockchain. And those assets could be anything from character saves, to pieces of art you've created, to a world concept, to a wireframe, to voice work that you've done. Truly, it is endless. Number three, we focus on uh, financials. So we have our own automated licensing system that allows somebody to be able to license their work and have to whatever they want. Uh, we have our own POS system for anybody who owns a, sh- a store or a shop and several other uh, financial applications that we use on that layer to be able to facilitate, uh, facilitate transactions. Okay. And thirdly, we have a communication system. So that focuses on things such as uh, we, have a social net- we have a social connection, social network, as well as connections between all the layers, between all the social partnerships. Now that really represents the back end of our platform. Now what you can build on top of that with that new infrastructure uh, solidified in place is truly exciting. So to start off, I'm going to give a really simple example about how two actors in this space can work together and what they can create. Okay. So we'll start with, let's say that uh, I am a fantastic artist. Secret, I'm not. And I make a wonderful piece of art. And that's really what my passion is, my focus is on. So I create this piece of art. The asset is, is, exists within the engine itself. It's blockchain-backed, and it's certified and signed. So whenever anybody inspects it, they know exactly who created it. Uh, secondly, so you have yourself, is a, a T-shirt manufacturer, for instance. Yep. And you want to say, I like that art. I want to put on some T-shirts. I could sell the heck out of those T-shirts. So you say, cool. Uh, fill out the license. Uh, so as when I created the art, it's an automated license system. A couple clicks, a couple numbers. You say, cool, it's up there legally binding, you say, I agree to that, and then the artwork is transferred to your Echo account. It doesn't come onto your computer, because then you could take, take it away and do nefarious things with it. Uh, that piece of art, then you are able to send it to a t-shirt manufacturer, or you do it yourself, all within the system. As soon as the shirts are then sent to you, your inventory is updated, still within the system, and as soon as it's sold, you get your 80%, I get my 20%, I don't have to know or trust you, it's automatically done. Okay. The second that happens. Now, um, 
you know, it's a very simple example between two parties being able to work together to make this happen. Now, it gets even more exciting when you start expanding the number of players involved. How do you divvy out where the financials go when you make something complex as, let's say, a full video game? Whether it's a tabletop world that you've built together as a bunch of people, that somebody focuses on the history, somebody focuses on, you know, the magic system, somebody focuses on as you're building a book, a world, a story, a game. And all these partners can interact together by having true ownership of their IPs, of their creations, signed and, uh, signed and backed, and are able to uh, license them freely. Uh, we really focus on removing agents and removing third parties to allow really just to grow the gaming industry as a whole. And just one more quick thing, we do not, uh, do not sell ads and we do not give away data. That's one thing that we do. So you are anonymous, but verified. Okay. Well, so I, I definitely can see that in terms of uh, digital assets, uh, having a digital copy of a piece of artwork or someone's digital recording of this. How uh, We are in a digital age, Correct. but we are not completely away from paperwork. We are not. Does this um, expand to paper, or is it also is it all meant to be digital? Uh, can you please clarify what you mean by paper? So, uh, an example, um, for artwork, a lot of the artists here at PopCon are mm-hmm. doing hand-drawn yep. pieces of work that are may or may not ever become a digital piece of work, but of they want to be able to do, uh, to, to verify that this is their piece of work and be able to sell it utilizing your system. Absolutely. That is absolutely a capability we can utilize because... Um, they can they can sign as a as a who owns uh, they can be a digital tracker of who owns it. Okay. Now the nice thing about it as 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 this artist is on the system, when they're able to transmit that art to somebody else on the system, they also have the digital I own this. Okay. If somebody buys the art, they're also able to transfer that license of who actually owns the art system uh, as owns the artwork. So you know that um, if the person cannot uh, show you a copy of proof of where it came from initially, it's likely not a real piece of art. Okay, that and that's sense. a way to. Uh, encode them. There's also things we can do with, uh, for instance, uh, we're, we're playing with some stuff right now, whether we're using QR codes or another form of digital stamp that you can put on the back of a piece of physical uh, documentation, whether it's a t-shirt and art, to track who made it, where it's been, okay. and get its digital uh, pedigree. Sure. Checked out. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, so what, what got you into wanting to do such a thing? Why? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I um, Really gaming. Uh, it yeah. started off as, as kind of as a project about how can I... Um, game more. Uh, I'm, I'm such a huge, uh, let me use the original word, fanatic for tabletop gaming. Like That has been my passion well over a decade, um, closer to two at this point. And um, I'm, I was always moving. I was like, how do I, how, how can I find to a system where I can make it easier to, to game with people? Because meetups are unreliable and you don't know who you're playing with and, and Roll20 wasn't really a great thing. And so that's kind of, it started in, in that genesis of tabletop. And then we start, and then um, I started speaking with um, a VC firm that's actually backing us, uh, Arc Capital, and we started talking about this this concept, and then we started expanding it. It's like, okay, well, that's cool, but let's talk. We started talking about licensing. We started talking about expanding it to not just tabletop, but video games, and then just got bigger and bigger, and then we're like, yeah, we have to build this. And we just got so enthralled with the, the concept of just making the industry better, allowing people to focus on what they're best at and just create and, and make wonderful games. Because so many people, unfortunately, uh, are bogged down by middlemen and lawyers and, and 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 systems that say I own whatever you create because I am the one paying you your salary and you don't own anything. And with all of these intermediate intermediaries involved, they don't have the option to 
focus on what they do best as a trading. If you want to go independent, it's incredibly expensive. You have to have your own. You have to be an expert in marketing. You have to be an expert at have your website. You have to, there's so many moving pieces, and you can't focus on just making your art, making your creations, making your stories. Playing your games—it's just—it's just so aggravating. And the more we, do, the, the deeper we dove, we're just like we, we, we gotta fix it. So that's kind of how this came came about. Well, and the more you're able, the more you're able to verify who you're with, playing with, that they own their assets. You can because there's concern amongst some. You know, if if uh, I know with Paizo and their Pathfinder Society, one of their specific rules state that uh, in order for you to use a piece of content in the societies, you have to be able to at least produce a PDF with your official term and so forth on it whereas something like this could be i scan my id boom i see what you have it matches up with your characters already verified against all the stuff you already own let's just get moving i can see that being utilized exactly we have a, a plethora of, of, uh, of uh, features that actually go and deal with tabletop as well uh, when we are launching we're actually launching with our own tabletop system oh. uh, called d squared okay and the cool thing about that is that we're going to actually uh because any sort of character asset I mean, whereas an item, the character itself, will all in real time communicate with the system, allowing you to maintain your character assets on our system. Okay. Now, what's super exciting about that is, is because they exist in, in, a, in a state on the system, they can be laterally moved to different properties. So when another game, whether it be a video game, AR, or another tabletop, if the developer of that game desires, you can pull from other game properties to bring the characters with you. Oh, that's an interesting way to kind of get that information out there and it allows people to say you know what if someone's like I, I would really like to use your character in a game well let's do the transaction and boom there's the character exactly and that can be expanded on not just like your character but some famous person who I'm not going to name right now okay. they have they have some famous character that they've created that they could also license to have people be able to play in any sort of tabletop role play whatever and as it becomes whoever owns that intellectual property can license and utilize that allowing more people more access with lower barriers the fees should be lower because there's, there's fewer people taking slices out of the pot I'll tell you, as, a, as an IT guy myself, I so often have heard about the blockchain being mm-hmm. utilized primarily for cryptocurrencies. I think it's very interesting that somebody is using the blockchain mm-hmm. for something, though you said it is financially related, mm-hmm. you know, that's more about completing the transactions, but not the cryptocurrency of, I'm trying to make right. money of the, something that's not actually there. Uh, I, I really, I'm not a big proponent of crypto. I think crypto. I, I am great, not either. But uh, it's um, that, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. Exactly. But yes, uh, I think that up to the up to the date, uh, cryptocurrency has really muddied the waters of what blockchain is really capable of doing because of the massive spikes. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, did you see it made a thousand percent today?" And people just got greedy, and so everybody made an ICO, initial coin offering. Okay. And they decided to make their own coins so they can just sell them, and get really rich, and that became the norm in a system that could not sustain itself and really was a truly limited a- uh, application of the really exciting capabilities of blockchain. It's almost like uh, blockchain has become uh, like the torrent protocol was in the last decade because the torrent protocol was not developed to send pirated movies, but it got used for pirated movies. The blockchain was more used for being able to store data in a safe, secure way, Absolutely. and somehow it became a way to make money. So, <laughs> Right, and so we're, we're trying to utilize that to maintain the integrity of assets. And the cool part is, let, let's say, back to that piece of art example, or character, whatever you want, uh, you can say, okay, where is my art now? You should be able to inspect it because it is a ledgered system and say, who's who? Current, how many how many copies of my art is currently being sold? How many people own my, the T-shirt that has my art on it? Sure. You should be able to see where it all goes, where it's been, where it's coming from. 
and as a result, make sure you got paid properly for it. Of course. Yes. And that's the, and even more, and there's some also exciting applications to do the things like, for instance, one thing that I'm super excited about and nerding out about is um, pedigree of your items in a game. Mm. So. Who was the blacksmith that minted that fancy sword that you have? What what dragon did it kill? Where did it come from? And so these things can be randomly generated, but it's the same kind of system. Sure. Or if you have a, a certain player character who creates the sword and then it goes out into the world because the whole world is connected, anybody can interact with it as the world begins to evolve, you can see who originally created that. And as a GM, you're going to be like, oh, that's some great story fodder that you can play yeah. with. This sword came from where? And you can write that into your story. Whether it becomes something very minor or something major, it's just a fun another fun application to this kind of technology. Sure. Well, you know what? I, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, where can they find you on uh, anywhere? Uh, the internets. I believe yep. that is a good place. <laughs> so right now we're uh, at Echo Engine, just like it's spelled, just, spelled, just like it sounds, dot I-O. So uh, right now we are uh, pretty early stages right now. Sure. Right now we're doing a, a, uh, a sign-up and a giveaway for a free lifetime account. Uh, so you'll, you click on the sign-up page, and that will bring you to there. Uh, we're doing that through now through Thursday or so. Okay. And, um, yeah, so our full site will be up in about 60 days. We'll be doing a Kickstarter launch in about 90, and we'll have our first suite of features up by Christmas. Oh, wow. Uh, with about 80 or 90% of the uh, suites up uh, by next summer. Now, so a question I'll ask about that, because for some... Uh, Kickstarter can be a make or break. Is this a Kickstarter? No. Is it a, you're going to launch it no matter oh, what we're, happens? We're, we're coming. We're coming. We're, we're, cool. we're VC backed, and we're coming. We're, we are. We want to give people an opportunity to um, have a little ownership. Come in early. Get the opportunity to, you know, be with us on the stages. Get a, get a feel for what it's like to to watch this beast become. Okay. So that's that's more about the lines of connecting with the community as, as opposed to. Um, a make or break kind of situation. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us. Thank and, you so much uh, for having me. Check about it. Echo, Echo, Echo Engine.io. Echo Engine.io. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. What? Do you want to introduce her or anything? Oh, sure. Yeah, I guess so. I can definitely do that. Hi, guys. This is uh, Big Don, uh, your host for The Established Facts. And we are here, uh, The Established Facts, at PopCon Indie 2019. We're actually sitting at a table getting ready to demo a game called Knights of Yore. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and real quick introduce the... Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, the four we have at the table, and then we'll introduce the other voices that we will have as well. So... Starting to the far right. This is Josh. Prime. Jason. And of course, Big Don. All right. I think we're good. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right, guys. Welcome to Knights of Yore. My name is Borden. I will be your storyteller for today. Uh, storyteller is the title that we give to the uh, Game Master. This is Tabletop Role Playing Streamlined. The idea and the goal is to provide you with the authentic normal tabletop RPG experience that you guys may be used to. Uh, however, all of the dice rolling, the math, the bookkeeping, everything that slows the game down is done in the background. That way you guys can focus on the story, the role play, and the adventure itself. Awesome. So the way we facilitate that is through a uh, mobile application. So, in front of you, you guys have smartphones. Go ahead and open up those smartphones. And these are the cheapest smartphones that we could find. They run Android only. Uh, sort of as a point to prove that uh, you can run it on pretty much any Android device. 
In the lower right-hand corner, you will see a single app. That is the Knights of Your app. Go ahead, start it up. And once the Knights of Your logo comes up, it'll say tap to start at the bottom. Go ahead and tap to start. There's a single button there. It says... That would have been so cool if we all hit that at the same time. <laughs> so go ahead and uh, tap the button to roll a character. If you don't like the character that you see, tap it again. Roll up another one. What this is doing in the background is rolling all of the character stats, uh, starting equipment, adding in modifiers, giving you a random alignment, class, race, and a uh, currently male and female uh, avatar images. Okay, what is everybody I'm a dwarf wizard. Right. Sorry. I'm a dwarf wizard. <laughs> Gotta have the Scottish right there. That's right. <laughs> I am a twally elf rogue. A what? A twally elf rogue. That's what it says. Oh, okay. I don't know what a twally so, is. Twally is basically <laughs> half elf. Uh, we have built our own uh, in order to avoid any licensing issues or uh, uh, and keep costs down as much as possible. We have built our own system. We have built our own campaign world, campaign setting. Uh, er even the art is done in-house. In fact, all of our art is done by Liz there in the background. Um, Thanks, Liz. She has done an amazing job. Uh, so everything is done in-house. Uh, Twally is basically based on uh, Scots Gaelic, old Scots Gaelic. Uh, and essentially means crappy. Uh, so, so I'm, it, I'm like an, I'm elf-ish. You're elf-ish. Elf yeah. It, yeah, it's one of those like if anyone's ever called you names and you're like, yes, I am. Uh -huh. That's what the Twallies are. <laughs> They're like, yes, I am, Twally. What you gonna do about it? Yeah. <laughs> I may change. What are you doing? I'm a halfling fighter. Half, halfling That's fighter. So okay. Awesome. And we are saying halflings, not halflings. Uh, again, okay. to avoid copyright because halfling is. Fun fact, again, going back to old Scots Gaelic lore, okay. uh, halflings were short people, like uh, the Scottish version of, I think, leprechauns. I Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong about that, but I Ooh. think that's where we got it from. Okay, well, there you have it. <laughs> Halfling fighter. So I'll be a chaotic Cambion rogue. Cambion rogue, and Cambion is like, uh, in our lore, the descendants of the demons. Okay. Um, so that's sort of like if you're going uh, with certain other companies, I think the traditional term is tiefling. Tiefling? Yeah. Yep. So I believe this is our Cambian character. And by the way, our swag for this year is the minis, so feel oh, free cool. to take the minis with you at the end. Absolutely. I feel like we have a rowdy bunch. Two rogues, a wizard, and a halfling fighter. <laughs> like, it just seems like a bar fight waiting to happen. <laughs> it does. So... Uh, combat does take a little bit longer, but we have, uh, uh, so every scenario that I have prepared, on my end of the screen, uh, I'm running the game off of our Storyteller app. It's another mobile app that you run specifically on tablets because screen size. Sure. Um, however, I have had the opportunity to go in, build my adventure, build the adventures for you lovely people, and save it so I can run it all off this tablet. I have all the NPCs there. I can re-roll new ones as needed. Uh, I have images and handouts and things that I can put up on the screen in front of you as necessary. I see you're running it with a Surface tablet. Is this the plan to also be able to run on Android, iOS tablets as well? Uh, so right now we are not doing iOS simply because uh, our developer is one man and has mortal limitations. It's okay. Um, however, once we go live and once we start making a little bit uh, the necessary funds to hire a iOS-specific engineer to sure. port it for us, then we will look at expanding to iOS. Uh, I'm running the app off of my personal Surface Pro 3. Uh, however, 
you can run this pretty much off of any Android tablet. That's awesome. So, the question for you guys, since we have two rogues, a wizard, and a halfling knight, uh, halfling fighter, sorry. It's actually halfling knight now. Halfling knight yeah, now? Halfling okay, knight, okay. Yeah. Um, same, same mini. Same mini. Perfect. <clears throat> um, would you guys prefer more investigation, more combat, or more intrigue? I feel like intrigue is our thing with the rogues running around. I'm fine with that. I'm a wizard. Yeah. I have very little coal in the screen. <laughs> yeah. Your job, if we can't kill it, make Run it away. explode. What? No, make, no, make it explode. Oh, all right. Explode. All right. All right. Explode. Okay. So. Let's go around the table and uh, let's introduce our character. Oh, so before we get to that part, uh, let's go ahead and familiarize ourselves with the character sheet. Now that you've made your characters, immediately that main page is your character sheet. And the way Nice of Your works, if for example, uh, you need to make a skill check, let's go ahead and all do an agility check. Just tap the word agility on your character sheet. That's very nice. There is your role right there. You have the final role on the far right side, that's all you necessarily need to be concerned with, but if you're curious as to how the system arrived at that decision, all the math is spelled out for you. If you guys get into combat, just tap the sword icon at the bottom of the character sheet, and that will show you your combat abilities. So awesome. Uh, once again... The sound effects are doing it for me. <laughs> right. They're so good. So if you tap the attack, once again, it shows you all of the uh, rolls and all of the math done right there but it shows you your combat roll, your opponent gets to roll against. If you roll a natural 20, we call it a perfect, that's exactly what you get. Uh, this is based off of a 1d20 system, everything's based off of a 1d20 roll. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, our next phase of development, we are still in alpha, next phase of development is uh, uh, getting the system to talk to itself. So once that occurs, in combat, all you guys will do is select your attack, select your opponent, and roll, roll and everything will be done right there. Uh, so combat moves very quickly. Uh, we tend to see uh, combat rounds that last less than three to five minutes. So everything goes very, very fast. Uh, I like it. It does the math for you. I dig it. All right. You do this with like, you can have like four or five of those $50 Amazon Fire tablets, one of those things just sitting around the table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, so you're, what you're looking at is basically three applications, the player app, the storyteller app on a tablet, and then if you have Chrome TV or Android TV or something like that, you can pull up the maps and whatnot on your TV. Like it's cast? Like it's cast, oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I like this. And uh, once, we, once we get our bait up and running, this will be over Google Play services, so you'll actually be able to play online, either invite or matchmaking. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yep. I love it. So, let's go ahead and go around and introduce our characters. I am Perry, the elf thief. I am an elf. Remember that. <laughs> yep. Elf thief, all right. Uh, my name's Haggy, and I'm the Halfwin Knight, and I won't remember that. Okay. <laughs> my name is Baldrick. Broadham, and I am a dwarf, and that's all you need to know. Right. Explode. Explode. <laughs> Hi, I'm Synthus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So. I make you speak up, aren't I? <laughs> that's why he got close to the mic. 
<laughs> so, you four adventurers, having known each other for about a year, have been traveling around the countryside, seeing the sights, fighting the things, getting the gold, and uh, every once in a while, your adventures take you back to town where you can sell off the stuff that you've managed to collect and uh, maybe search for some rumors for your next intrepid adventure. Most recently, your travels have brought you back to the town of Moorhaven. Moorhaven, you've been here a couple of times before. It's a nice enough town. It has all of the things that uh, uh, an adventuring party such as yourselves would want to see. Shops, a local wizard, a small little temple, and the all-important taverns. Uh, In fact, the only problem with Moorhaven is the local guard cohort tends to be a little overzealous in their execution of the law, emphasis here being on execution. In fact, the local rumors that you've heard whenever you come into town is uh, if the guard accuse you of anything too horrendous, run. Run, clear your name later. So, normally this is not a problem for you guys. Normally you just come into town, keep your nose clean, do your stuff, sell your things, and get back out. Unfortunately, you rolled in last night, had a nice little evening carousing, uh, had a good night's sleep, got up in the morning, went to the market to sell off your stuff, and out of the crowd came a bunch of guards, pointed you all out of the crowd, and accused you of the murder of good Sir Chaucer, a respected member of the city guard. And uh, that was about 10 minutes ago. Since then, it's been a flight for your life, ducking, blending into crowds, getting into back alleys, side streets. Eventually, you gave the guards a slip for a moment, even though you can still hear shouting and even some of your names being called in the next streets over. You know that your only chance is to get to the city gates, flee the city, and either stay away or find a way to clear your name. City gates is about a quarter of a mile west of you, and you, at this point, have a few options. You can make a mad dash down the main streets, it's going to be loaded with guards. They're going to be hunting for you. You're going to have to, you know, try and find a way through them. You can take the side streets, which will be a little slower, but not as many guards, and you'll have more opportunity to blend in with the crowds. Or you can attempt to take the back alleys, stick to shadows, and just avoid the authorities entirely. What would you like to do? I don't know what the rest of you are doing, but I'm going in the back alleys. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> Not yet. I'm working on it. You can do that. I feel like you two Not might, yet. Might. I'm working on it. I feel like you two might have a better job of blending in. Blending in. Do you see this armor? Yeah, what am I going to blend into? You, you have a dwarf with you. You both are short. It, it should be pretty good. I'm not short. I'm tall for a halfling. Okay, a halfling. Okay. My apologies. My apologies. All we have to do is be faster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, and hopefully smarter. You work on that. All right. So. I will. Ducking, ducking into one of the back alleys. You guys start working your way, winding your way through the shadows, through the back alleys, avoiding refuse where possible. And uh, I hate refuse. You see every once in a while just the, the back alley denizens, the, the cast-offs of society. As you work your way through, you have to cross a few side streets and you kind of duck out, 
really quick and check to make sure there's no pursuers. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me evasion rolls real quick. All right, starting from this side. 28. Uh, 36. 36, okay. 33. <laughs> 28. All right. Everyone was above a 25, so <laughs> easy enough. You guys kind of poke your heads out. Anytime you see the guards, you wait until they either move on or turn around, and then you duck across the streets real quick, yeah. keeping to the shadows. Eventually, you find yourselves about two-tenths of a mile away. You still have a few more twists and turns to go. You could make a mad dash, go for broke on the city street, on the main streets. It'll take you about a 20, 25 second dead sprint. You could take the side streets or you could stick to the back alleys. Back alleys, of course, being the longest but the safest route. What would you like to do? On the main road, as we look out, are there guards out there? Give me a soul check. Soul being uh, your ability to perceive and apply your knowledge to your situation. 29. 29. As you look out, you actually see a whole squad of soldiers just walking around asking people, have you seen this individual? Have you seen that individual? Uh, they are directly between you and the city gates. If you attempt the main street, you will have to find a way to either brush past them or decide to go for broke and risk combat and risk more reinforcements showing up. Do I see maybe a large non-guard person that looks like they could at least hold their own in a fight for a few minutes? Uh, go ahead and give me another soul check since you're searching for that specifically. 25. 25. No. All right. You do see one individual that looks kind of large, but the look in his eye is like, you get the feeling he's going to run if anything happens. All right. I'm going to look at maybe the, the guard in the back that's walking down the road. I'd like to cast a spell. Okay. To hopefully distract everyone around. Okay. I would like to cast Puppet Master. Okay, go ahead, roll Puppet Master. That's a 19 versus magic. Of A 19 versus magic or magic resist? Oh, uh, magic defense. Magic defense, alright, so he rolls a 21 on his magic resist. As you cast your spell, he suddenly stands up straight, looks around like, there's somewhere around here. There's somewhere around here. Everybody give me an evasion check real quick. Ah, uh, crap. Thirty. Thirty? Twenty-four. Twenty-four? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight? Twenty-two. All right. Okay, so, you all duck back real quick and get back into the alley where you were. Uh, you get the idea that Main Street's probably not a good idea at this point. You can already hear shouting. You can already hear them starting to look around a, a little bit more in depth. They know they're calling for reinforcements. Sentence, uh, so, you're sure you didn't kill this guy? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. He's not sure if it was the guy that he killed that was the one that's dead. Oh, okay. He killed, he killed He killed somebody, but he's not sure if it's the right guy. Got it. You Got killed it. somebody? No. I, I just ate and slept. That's, that's what I do. It was a rough night, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to take the back alleys or the side streets to try and get to the city gate? I, we've done can, well so far. Hear the guards back alleys in. haven't done us wrong yet. Back alleys. All right. As you continue to take the back alleys, everybody go ahead and give me an agility check as you start trying to move faster and faster. 
22. 27. 29. 23. Okay. All right. So, maybe not the fastest you've ever gone, but you do manage to blend in. Uh, kind of, sort of. Uh, this guy. <laughs> okay. So, uh, as you make your way through the back alleys, you cross, just as you're darting across uh, one back alley, you hear somebody shout, there they are! You book it. You're only a few hundred yards away. And you, as you spill out into the final, um, the final courtyard before the city gates, you see the city gates open in front of you. Freedom and the forest and safety is only about a hundred yards beyond. But there's a problem. Standing in front, having anticipated your moves, is an individual that you've met before on your travels. Lieutenant Hawkward. Lieutenant Adrian Hawkward, a member of the city guard, respected, is a little different than normal. The lieutenant is known for being fair, just, moral, and while they're absolutely dedicated to upholding the law, they are the sort of individual that you can that can see reason. You can talk to them. Uh, the lieutenant is not absolutely overzealous. You could attempt to talk your way out of this. You could attempt to brush past the lieutenant, or you could attempt to fight it out. The problem is, alongside the lieutenant, the man who falls over. Haha, <laughs> it'll be easy prey. Our four other guards that have managed to arrive with the lieutenant. This is dicey, friends. I have an idea. I could try to talk to him. I'm a knight. That's not a bad plan. How about you? You're pretty good. You're pretty good at talking to people, right? I mean, I could have a conversation while I'm taking the purse. Huh. Okay. I could talk to him, but I'm pretty sure I could sneak right past him. Try and trick again and get a couple of them to go. Like convince one of them that uh, they see us over somewhere else and then we can walk up to the lieutenant. You know, I'd love to do that, but that's not the kind of magic that I use. However, what I could do is I could possibly target the captain to attack his flank soldiers and perhaps distract the rest of them. That works. All right, so as you guys leave the back alleys, the lieutenant sees you immediately, holds up a hand and says, Ho there, that's far enough. I'm afraid you've been accused of some rather serious crimes. You're going to have to come with me. What would you like to do? I'm going to cast Puppet Master on the captain. All right, on Lieutenant Hawkward. 19 versus Magic Defense. Unfortunately... How Lieutenant... can I roll really good rolls on my abilities and shite on my spills? You're still learning! <laughs> the lieutenant has been trained for things such as this. The lieutenant rolls a 35 oh, on her magic resist. Oh. So, that's, that's as you good. attempt to cast your spell, you wave your hand subtly, mutter under your breath, and the lieutenant makes eye contact with you and says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Well, I didn't, obviously. How <laughs> <laughs> do we talk about this, Lieutenant? We obviously got the wrong guys. Do I? What do you say? Absolutely. I did not kill whoever it is I supposedly killed last night. 
Go ahead and roll me an influence check. Oh, look at you. 35. So, as you approach, you make sure your hands are completely visible, and you explain to the good lieutenant that of all your companions, they know that you're the shadiest one. You're the only one who would be likely to do such a thing. And the lieutenant saw you just last eve. You spoke to Lieutenant Hawkwood. Uh, this is known that you have not had time to do this thing. Lieutenant, you're a lifesaver. The lieutenant looks at you, says, All right, I understand, but every man has their breaking point. How do I know that you did not simply have one of your companions go off and do this thing? Obviously, right. short friend here. Well, I mean, I'm a knight, and I'm lawful. I abide the laws around around here. Why I wouldn't kill anyone? Not like that. I wouldn't murder anyone outright, unless it's in self-defense, you know. Go ahead and give me an influence check. 24. 24. Not the greatest. All right. Well, the lieutenant looks you in the eye, nods once, kind of glances... Lingers a little bit on you, who tried to cast a spell on them, and seems to come to a decision. Says, well, we're still going to have to find out who did this, but I know how things have been in this town recently, and I think you four need to lay low for a little bit. The lieutenant motions the guards to stand down. They, overzealous though they are, are highly disciplined. and stand aside. The lieutenant motions to the gates and says, get out of town. Come back in three days. I'll find out what I can before then. If you don't come back, I will assume your guilt and have you hunted to the ends of the lands. Go. Lieutenant, can I can I make a proposition for you? What's that? Do you need four extra able-bodied people to maybe help with this investigation? Come back in three days. If I need help... I will employ your services, but until then, you're more likely to get a dagger in the back from my subordinates. Well, that's probably not too far off by the people I hang out with every night anyway, so let's just go. I would never stab you. That's true. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being honest. And with that, you make your escape out of the city gates to the forest. You have your skins. You have your equipment. You'll need to come back in a few days and face the situation at hand. You have some time to figure out what really happened, but that is a story for another time. Congratulations, everybody. You have managed to escape from the town of Moorhaven. All right. Yeah. Good game. So, what's your guys' timeline? What are you guys hoping to do? So, we are a small company. Uh, We only have one developer currently. What we're looking at is we hope to have a beta live and ready to go by PopCon next year. Uh, from there, the open beta, we're hoping to get a, uh, build some hype, get a lot of feedback, and over the course of the next year after that, uh, we plan to have the game all integrated, up, and ready to go. And then uh, two years from now, PopCon, we're hoping to do our final live debut as everything uh, goes functional. That's awesome. Uh, this is looking at uh, being a subscription-based service. Uh, pricing so far is, you know, obviously not set. Um, but essentially, we're looking at a few different tiers. We're looking at a free application. That's always been the plan. Uh, a stripped-down free player application so that if you're just interested, 
uh, you want to just see what it's all about, you got a friend who plays, you can just download the app, jump in, and play. Uh, some limited functionality, such as can't save a character, that sort of thing. Uh, a subscription pro version of the player app, where you can uh, like mix and match a little bit, select your, your player character, your race, your class, what have you, save that character for extended campaigns. Uh, and that, that'll be a something like five dollars we're not like don't quote me on that but something like that uh, a minimal cost storyteller app is a little bit more expensive uh, obviously game masters are kind of used to paying a little bit extra um, however with a subscription service you're not getting part of the game we don't like DLC we don't like uh, uh, paywalls or anything like that so once you're subscribed you have the app you have the game uh, anytime we drop new content, if you're subscribed, then you get the new content, just as is. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, as as one who uh, kind of in our group has done uh, some running of my own games and things like that, do you intend on possibly allowing for the storyteller level of subscription to maybe allow for a, a player license or two as well, so that you might be able to kind of carry that over? So, we plan to keep the uh, storyteller and player apps completely separate, Okay. Uh, just because some people will not get any use right. out of the play, uh, player app. They are, if you're like me, you're only the storyteller. Sure. At the eternal GM. Right. I understand. <laughs> um, and then other individuals, uh, they'll GM if they need to, they'll, they'll be the storyteller if they need to, but more often than not, they like to be a player, and they'll always be using the player side of the application, and never the storyteller, and then you're just wasting money. So we are kind of keeping that separate. Uh, and again, everything's month to month. Um, so if you are a storyteller, and this month you just kind of want to be a player, you know, you're facing that burnout phase, uh, you can just subscribe for the, for the player app for one month, and then that's it. So there's no increased cost there, it's just pay as you go. Basically. Are you planning on, unless it's subscription, are you planning on keeping the content for X amount of time if somebody, say, does have to step away from the subscription? Is they're saving, are they saving things locally or are they saving it to the cloud? So as far as I understand, uh, the developer is going to build either a uh, local account or a cloud account, and your account is your account. If you cancel your subscription, then all of that's still there. So if you're playing the game but you know you're going to be in the Bahamas for three months, uh, then you can cancel the subscription, be gone, when you come back, Re-up your subscription and all your stuff is still there. So as 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 naturally happens, if you were in a campaign where you were running and uh, everyone knows November is coming around and you're never going to be able to have another game for the next three months, you can kind of sus suspend Everyone it and can then suspend your in. subscriptions and then when you come That's back awesome. at the end of the holidays, then you can just re-up everything cool. and pick up where you left off. I like that. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. This has been really good. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I hope yes. you guys enjoyed. Thank this you for playing. This is a great game. I love this system. This is kind of fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I like your art as well. I guess. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the art's done in-house, and awesome. uh, we plan on, uh, like, I do most of the writing. I wrote these scenarios. Uh, Liz is our artist. She's done an absolutely amazing job. She's turned out most of this art just in the last couple of months. So <laughs> we're really enjoying her style. And like I said, feel free to take the minis with you. We got Thank that. Uh... I think I really love the idea of being able to show up because 
Um, obviously, a lot of us know the struggle of, okay, where's my character sheet? Where are my dice? Like, where's all my stuff? That but you I never forget your it? smartphone. Right, but you never forget your <laughs> smartphone. If you can basically load up all of your info on your smartphone or your tablet, mm -hmm. then it also takes away for having to have a million PDFs or, you know, or, you know, five books that weigh 150 pounds. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you don't have to have all the source stuff. It all just kind of is there, is there. in your hands. And it's a very simple system. That's cool. A, a suggestion, because it just came... I, I work in IT. I'm a sure, of course. Yes, yes. Um, something that may help with iOS development and may help with your developer or whatever is considering a web application of it instead okay. of just an install, because a web application can run in any browser. If it's done properly, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely bring that up. So, yeah, well, that help, that'll help you get it out everywhere. That's I know because yeah, I, I I wouldn't call them a competitor, but Hero Lab Online for all the multiple things they've been doing. Their classic is for older systems, but as they move forward, the uh, Starfinder yeah. is all being moved into the cloud yeah. on the web. So you yeah. can, instead of having to have a license for one iPad, it works on any browser. Yeah. That's good so, to know. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I yeah. don't know that that's been considered, so definitely appreciate it. Now, are you guys thinking about doing crowdfunding for this project? Are you guys doing, are you guys going to be able to kind of... So, there was a Kickstarter a few years ago. Oh, okay. When this originally started, it did not do very well. Okay. I, I think maybe we, the Kickstarter came too fast. That was before I joined the, the sure, program. Sure, sure. Um, however, the developer decided, alright, Kickstarter didn't do so well, it failed, whatever. Uh, we're just going to move forward and do this anyway. Great. So, that's awesome. So, this is happening. This is not a thing that's going to be, like, Cut for lack of funding, it's going to happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's. I look forward to, to seeing kind of what comes next with this. This is neat. Yeah. Is it a good product? Yeah, this is great stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, very welcome. Hey guys, we are still here at Indie Popcon 2019. Uh, we are standing here with Kyle from uh, Swipescape. And, uh, of course, I've got Joshy here with me. Hello. Hey. Um, so, Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about your game and what you are doing here at Indie PopCon? Absolutely, yeah. So, basically, Swipescape is a 2D mobile platformer uh, with an emphasis on going up. The goal is just to get higher and higher and higher, have a good time doing that. Okay. Um, yeah. And it plays on um, mobile device, correct? Yes. It's a mobile game. Yeah, it's a mobile, mobile platformer. Uh, it would be an iOS and Android. As of right now, you can actually download it on the Android store in early access. And iOS, so you can currently find it if you just go to our website, inightgaming.net slash Swipescape. All right. That's very cool. Now, um, when we came over, Josh and I started talking to you, uh, it seemed like you were running a tournament or something along those lines. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So uh, one of the really cool things about Swipescape is it's actually a pretty competitive game. Uh, we've actually brought it to Indie PopCon the last two years. Okay. And uh, people have loved it. So basically what we're doing is we're having, having a competition where you can win your own plush of the main character, S-Square. Nice. It's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We actually have three different game modes right now, and so the first place winner of any of those game modes at the end of the day gets their own plush. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the inspiration for Swipescape. What got you into doing development for this kind of a game or, or development in general? Okay, uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, initially I just, you know, I haven't released a game officially on my own, and that's something I really wanted to do, and so from the beginning I've been wanting to make a game that was 
uh, fun for me and my friends to play. Okay. I'm uh, actually quite into the Twitch community, and I, act, I know quite a few people, and we all uh, it's fun to make games, little games for my friends to play with. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this game that actually integrates with Twitch and brings us all together, and it's kind of just gotten much, much bigger since then. Okay. Taking a lot of inspiration also from... Uh, from from certain popular mobile games, except if you're just going up instead right. of left and right. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, and I, so I sat and played it for probably five minutes or so a couple days ago, and uh, it's challenging, but it's 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 almost that infuriating comp- competitive element where you're like, I should have known that was there. Let me go get. Uh, was that an intention? I'm sure. Most certainly. I mean, that's one of the really cool things. It is infinitely generated, so you can keep on going up as long as you want, which is really really cool. Um, and it, it, what's really cool about the game is that it's actually very easy to pick up, but it's very difficult to master, which is really cool. There's actually some quirks in the game, some special techniques that you could do to actually be really really good at the game, but you don't even need them to actually do well, which is pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. Um, so, I really love the main character that we have, the plushie that we have here. What? What? I really want to know what was the inspiration for a cute cuddly cube. <laughs> so it's actually funny. The inspiration for S Square, not totally not Esquire. Um, the, 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 the reason why he's designed the way that he is is simply because I myself am a programmer, not an artist. And there's a running joke where programmers can't be artists. There you go. Uh, so, I can draw. So I work. I work by a 16 by 16 grid, and it's pretty easy to make a couple pixels. Wow. There you go. Um, then that was kind of just the initial design was that I'm not an artist, and then I was. And then I was like, wow, he kind of looks like a blank canvas. So I'm like, let's add on some add some little outfits to him. And some now skins it's and yeah, that's fun. And now it's kind of like been like a personalized uh, experience for your character. Like everyone's S square is built differently, and it's really really cool. That is very cool. It's got I, headbands and stuff that you can buy. Right, right. It's pretty hats, hats, glasses, and some nice mustaches. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I love the fact that like things that can be simple give you such a, a wide variety of space to play with. Right. Uh, you know, have, having a character that is for all intents and purposes, a white cube with some eyes, and then being able to turn it into, you know, almost like a Mr. Potato Head kind of thing where you can just kind of add really, you know, different skins and stuff like that. Uh, It's a lot of fun, and uh, I think it definitely lends itself to being uh, customizable for the player themselves. For sure. I mean, simple simple is is good, and especially I feel like with S-Square, like, you can tell from afar, well, you know, you can see his face and be like, oh, look, it's Swipescape, and that's what right. I think I really like about his design. That's cool. That's cool. I really do like the branding of that. Now, um, in general, uh, are there other projects or other expansions to Swipescape that you're working on now that uh, you say you've been working on this, and, and for three years, is that are you uh, been a little last? a little over two years? Two, okay, a yep. little over two years. Um, where where do you want to see Swipescape go, and what do you feel like is kind of your future when it comes to developing in, in gaming? Right. So I mean, I, I re- what I want to see is I want to see Swipescape actually come out. <laughs> that's, right. that's right, absolutely my, my main goal. But uh, as I said before, one of the big things that I've been seeking since the beginning was to have a really cool Twitch feature that brings Twitch communities together, linking up your Twitch playing with all your streamer friends or all your viewer friends and then just coming together and just playing with one another every single day and then bringing it onto people's streams. Like, that's one of the big things. I love Twitch and I love the communities that come from it and so bringing a game that brings those people together is my, my end goal, more or less. That's really cool. I, you know, I think that, uh, uh, and I think Josh can confirm this too, on the established facts, we really strive to show the community amongst gamers in general and that's it seems like that's very much the same kind of mindset that you have with this game and with the twitch community is taking people who may have 
differing opinions or different outlooks on life, but can all sit at a table or sit in front of you know their tablet or mobile device and have fun together. Like that's really what I feel like gaming is. It, right. It's an excuse for us to put our differences aside and just have some fun together. And it seems like that's exactly what you guys are doing here with Swipescape. So. That, that is 100% the goal. It's just Very bringing cool. people together and just having some fun. You know, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Josh? You, you mentioned that uh, it was in early access on the Google Play Store. Is that uh, just this weekend, or is it it's in early access in general for people? So right it's now? early access in general for all people. As of right now, um, it, all you can really do with the early access build is just try it out. You can play the infinite mode uh, as many times as you want, but there's a 10-second cooldown every time you lose. Okay. Um, in order to unlock that, we actually do have, currently have a Patreon up. For $5 and up Patreons, they actually get a game code and that allows them to play as much as they want while they're subscribed. Okay, great. But, so, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, once the game is does come out, though, that we are going to be removing the, the whole $5 sure. thing, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be a free-to-play game. So you're on Patreon. Yep. Uh, where else can, uh, can people find you to help support the project or kind of see updates and things like that? Uh, for sure, definitely. I post a lot of stuff on Twitter uh, just about the game in general um, on twitter.com slash inightfall. Okay. Oh, sorry, I Nightfaller. Okay. E at the end. ER at the end. Um, and that's mostly where I post all of my updates, aside from Patreon and the Discord that is open to the Patreon gotcha. patrons as well. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. Um, well, Kyle, I really think this is a neat game. I know my oldest son was over here for a little while yesterday playing the game and having a really good time with it. Uh, I wish you the, the most success. I think it's really cool that you've got this kind of in that in that like middle ground area to see it be released and uh, I really you know I really look forward to seeing Swipescape and whatever comes next for you guys uh, to come out so awesome thank you very much I appreciate it not a problem bye thank you thank you please visit us at www.theestablishedfacts.com and our Facebook page facebook.com slash theestablishedfacts if you'd like to support us by buying some merchandise visit cafepress.com slash casting robot bonus